Hello, beautiful people. Quick question. Have you ever thought to yourself, I've been passed up for a promotion, but I don't understand why? Or I want to change in my career, but where do I even begin? We know we're not the only ones that have had these questions. And that's why we started this podcast. It's called Career Gems for the Journey. And we hope that as you listen, you'll discover some gems for your career journey. I'm Leah Murphy, and I wear many hats. I'll tell you about three of them. I'm an engineer by trade, a career coach, and an entrepreneur, all while working to stay happily married and raise three children. And my name is Ama Gordon. I'm a brand marketer, entrepreneur, and serial passion pursuer with a business approach to my endeavors, but always with a creative spin. And we're two really great friends that have supported one another throughout our professional careers. I mean, we've been through it all, and we're here to share some authentic stories, key successes, and setbacks. You're not going to want to miss this. Hello, 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 beautiful people. I am excited to be back with you. Last week was great. Lots of feedback. Um, I think the topic is really driving that feedback. So welcome back for those of you who are with us last week and welcome to those who are joining me for the first time. As uh, many of you know, my name is Leah Murphy. I am the CEO of Career Gems for the Journey, where we help talented professionals build thriving careers. I'm really thrilled that you're here. As we came in to discuss the last time we were all together, we talked about performance reviews. And we're going to be talking about performance reviews all the way till the end of the year. I know that it's performance review season for a lot of folks who are on calendar year. So I wanted to make sure that we continue to give you really pertinent, relevant resources that you can go and use right away. I also wanted to demystify performance reviews a little bit for folks, really to say, I've done over 100 performance reviews myself, given them, prepared them, delivered them. I've also received probably about a third of that many, right? Maybe I've received 20 or 25 performance reviews over my career. So conceptually, I've done a lot with this specific tool. And I know that for some people, it can create energy, something to look forward to, something that I'm excited about because, you know, we think there's some money or some benefits that are coming on the other side of it. But it also has this potential to create a little bit of frustration, some anxiety for folks. And I want to make sure that as we go into 2024, we can talk about, am I closing this year strong performance review wise? Or do I need to strategically let 2023 go and face my front, right? Focus on the future. There's always a both. There's always an opportunity for strategically thinking about what makes sense for you based on where you are in your career. So if you are someone who is heading into a performance review, definitely stay tuned. If you also know other folks who you talked about performance review season and you're like, man, I want some resources. I'm trying to figure it out. Let me make sure you sh- um, I give you the opportunity now to tag this, to drop a comment and to share with somebody else. Because the more information that's out there about performance reviews, I think the better people will be able to leverage what I see as an opportunity to really do a hardcore assessment for yourself of where you are with the organization and how the organization perceives you. So last week, I framed it up to really explain, we're going to give a few scenarios for performance reviews. And as we give those scenarios, I wanted to make sure that folks understood these are real scenarios that I've actually heard 
either directly from DMs or comments that people have shared with me or things that have happened to my clients. So the intention was to make sure that folks feel like this is something that is real and applicable, not kind of something that's just up in the air that has never really happened that way. The one that fits for you, you can take the gems from and the others you can save for a future opportunity. Maybe you'll need them, maybe you won't. Certainly you can share them with other people because we're all in different places when it comes to the performance review process. So last week we talked about that you didn't have clear objectives. And when you don't have clear objectives, what are the tangible steps that you can take? What are the things that you can do in order to prepare yourself for the performance review season? This week, I'm gonna talk about a new scenario. And this is a new scenario that is probably one of the most common that I hear, especially for folks who are early in career. Um, and I say early in career, anywhere from that three to five year range. And I, then I hear it again often in that five to 10 year range where folks are trying to feel, figure out how do I leverage my performance review as an opportunity for me to see what I can get from the other side of it. So in this scenario, in this scenario, you have clear objectives, right? And those clear objectives were set out early in the year. Maybe it wasn't at month one, but maybe it was at month two or three. So you knew what your objectives were throughout the year. You're clear on what those things are. You and your manager aligned on those objectives, and now you're trying to move forward. The add-on to this is that you feel like you've delivered against those objectives. And in delivering against those objectives, you're kind of in the itch of, I'm ready to make a transition. I'm ready to make a change. Something new should be on the horizon for me. So maybe you've outgrown your current role. Maybe you're looking for a promotion. Maybe you just want to negotiate and ask for additional compensation because you've delivered against your performance review, right? So that's the scenario that we're working within. You have clear objectives. You've delivered against your objectives in the way you see it. And now you want to make sure you use this performance review season to make it worth your while, right? To make sure that this is a mutually beneficial relationship between you and your employer. And I highly advocate for you to always do the work to advocate for yourself, to make sure you feel like it's a mutually beneficial arrangement that you're in with your employer. So let's start with making sure that you have done your part so that you have kept track of all your performance wins. So if you have your objectives, normally there's three to five objectives. That's kind of you know the corporate sweet spot, three to five objectives. And then there's some sub bullets beneath those three to five. And then there also are some projects that weren't on the objective but came in later in the year, right? We're going to talk about reality. We're going to talk about what really happens. So as you have gone through the year from month one to month 12, I hope that you have intentionally been keeping track of your success. So whether that is projects that have gotten completed, done, ways and opportunities that you've added to the bottom line, ways or opportunities that you've been able to be innovative and more efficient to help the company grow, ways that you've helped your team develop, uh, new skills that you have brought that have allowed you to meet your objectives in a new way. I've heard so many times, and I'm glad we're talking about it all over the internet, because there is there was once a perspective of put your head down and work, and your results will speak for themselves. The facts are, your results will never speak for themselves. That was in a time long ago, and maybe it was appropriate. But in today, as you think about the competitive landscape, 
the difficult job market, as we think about looking to excel and growing your career, the way that you excel, the way that you grow, the way that you get a new opportunity is because you can speak to the value that you brought to your organization. And your objectives are basically the organization telling you, listen, you do these things, we're good, we're on the same page, things should go accordingly. You should be able to maintain your job. You should be able to get access to the things you need to be able to do your job. But if you want more than that from your organization, if you want a promotion, if you want a new assignment, if you want something else, then you have to be able to speak to your results on a consistent basis outside of the performance review season. So outside of this one time where we're talking about performance, but I'm talking about on a regular cadence. So whether that's talking about your performance directly with your manager in your regular one-on-one check-ins, whether that's leveraging staff meetings or all hands meetings to kind of acknowledge the work that you've done, the project work that you and your team have done, the results you were able to deliver, the exceptional feedback that you got from a cross-functional partner. You have to be able to talk your talk. You have to be able to own your own narrative. And owning your own narrative means you are able to narrate for others, these are the results that I've been able to deliver to the organization, right? So when you have your objectives and you've met each one of your objectives, that is your base foundation. That's table stakes. Meeting your objective is table stakes. And I know that that's a hot take and everybody doesn't want to hear it because a lot of times objectives can be a complicated process to go through on the front end. And I understand that. But ultimately, if you're looking to excel and stay in the organization that you're in, meeting your objectives is our table stakes. And now we need to make sure that we're speaking to the value that we bring over and above our objectives. So I know that there has been a lot of dialogue around quiet quitting and not going over and above your objectives, right? And I think there is a place for everything depending on what you want out of your career. If you're at a stage where you're ready to take it easy, you're ready to coast, quiet quitting is a part of some choices that you can make. But in this scenario, you have clear objectives, you feel like you've outgrown your current role and you're looking for more. So my job is not to tell you which one you want. My job is to help you understand when you identify what you want, then here is a strategy to be able to get there. And then let's work the strategy. So when we think about aligning your to your objectives, what you've already delivered, owning your own narrative, talking your talk, what how can I narrate and explain how I am an asset and a value to this organization, and specifically how the team that I'm on right now benefits from having me, then I take a step further and I say, okay, I'm looking for my next opportunity. What is that next opportunity? Do your homework in advance of your performance review season so that you can say, I'm looking for our next opportunity and here are a couple examples of what I'd like to do next. If you go into a performance review discussion with your manager or supervisor and you say, well, I'm looking for our next opportunity, it implies that, and you don't have a uh, recommendation, it implies that you think your manager, your supervisor is better aligned or better equipped than you to identify what your next opportunity is. I think that you are the right person to do the work, to do the investigation, to do the research on what your next big opportunity is. And it doesn't only have to be one thing. 
Now, the opportunity here is for you to get alignment with your manager, with your supervisor, that you see yourself doing something different. And here are some areas in which you believe you could operate and continue to perform well. So maybe you give two examples of new roles, new assignments, broader responsibilities that you're looking to take on, or maybe you give a complete, complete identification of, listen, I'm looking to get promoted. I want to take on the next level and I want the next level compensation and benefits to go with it. So if you introduce that to your manager, it gives an opportunity for the two of you to collaborate on what your next move is. But let's take one step back. Once you've identified the value that you bring to the organization, what you are going to do is to confirm with your manager that they agree, that they're aligned, that you've delivered against your objective, exceeded them in some capacities, and you're ready to make on make a transition into your next role. So when you've done all your work and you've done all the prep, you're looking for this to be a collaborative conversation. You're looking for them to align that not only have you delivered, but they agree that you're, you're ready to make the next move. This conversation sets up all the future dialogue around your performance. So the big thing that you have to take away from your performance review conversation when you're looking to grow and do more is getting alignment from your manager or your supervisor. If you don't have alignment from your manager or your supervisor that you are ready to move on, then you have a roadblock. Your manager, your supervisor has to be on the same page as you in order for you to benefit from their support, in order for them to start the process to give you the next opportunity, or also for them to not block the process should you choose to take initiative on your own. Ultimately, in most corporations, your manager has to be on board in order for you to take on the next opportunity. Those are just the facts. And we're going to talk more in the next session, actually two sessions from now, about manager and alignment and how to make sure that not only do you get their alignment consistently, verbally, and in writing, and in practice, but also if you don't have alignment with your manager, what should you do? What are the actions that you should take? So stay with us because this is a four-part series. In part four, we're going to really dig into that to make sure that folks understand my manager and I are not on the same page. What should I do from here from a performance review standpoint? What action should I take? So stay with us for that. The other thing that I want to make sure folks focus on is once you align that your manager is, yes, supportive of you and they agree that you're ready for the next stage, ask them overtly for their support. And you can ask them overtly for their support in ways like, I've performed, exceeded my expectations or exceeded my objectives this year. Will you support me in moving to another team? Will, can I count on your support for nomination for promotion? Can I count on your support for appropriate compensation or supporting to, to allow me the conversation with HR us together for additional compensation? So you're asking them for support. So first, you're looking for alignment in the discussion. Second, you're asking them for overt support of whatever your ask is. So that's why the pre-work of identifying the next role, the next assignment, whatever it is you want, that pre-work is important because then you can say specifically, 
this is what I need your support on. And they can say yes or no, or, you know, I'm not sure yet. Come back to me. Let's have another discussion. And I really want to make sure that we, that I remind folks, these are not one-time conversations. These are not, I had one meeting with my manager and then everything else is going to fall into place. What this is, is the seeding of the conversation, of the idea, of the opportunity. And then you'll carry that on in future dialogues, whether that's through traditional one-on-ones or you know, quarterly check-in, mid-year performance reviews. I have very seldom seen one conversation result in a promotion, a new assignment, a new opportunity. It requires you to do your pre-work. It also requires you to stay in communication with your manager and supervisor, because there's always layers to this. They're not the only decision maker that has to say yes in order for things to move forward. And this is not their top priority. I know that might feel a little bit spicy, but this is not their top priority. Most times they have their own objectives. They're trying to get promoted themselves. There's other people who also want to be, need their attention, need their guidance. So you are your own best advocate. You are ultimately responsible to make sure that this stays on the radar, on the on the agenda in your conversations, and also that you're consistently measuring your own results. Skipping all of the nonsense of, oh, well, I'm not sure about how that project ended, or I'm not sure about what the feedback is for you from cross-functional partners. You're coming with that. You're coming with feedback from cross-functional partners. You're coming with all of your dashboards that show you delivered. You're coming with your projects closed at this dollar value on time and on budget. You're coming with that because you've been tracking your own results and your performance throughout the year. And in the last session, I talked about you can do that in a Word document. You can do that in Microsoft Notes. Use what you have. You can start a draft email today to yourself, aligning every time you've performed, every time you've delivered against your objective. You can also use any opportunity that you've gotten an email or communication from someone that says, you know, Attaboy did a great job. She's an amazing team member. She's phenomenal. Then you keep those emails. These are your receipts. And to continue to allow yourself full autonomy and control of your own perception of your performance because we have to live in the reality. How did I perform versus my objectives? So I'd love to make sure you think about your objectives as a one-to-one. Did I deliver against each one of the objectives? Cool. Did I go over and above on some of them? Yes or no. And if I did, what's my ask as a result of going above and beyond delivering more than what I had originally been obligated to deliver? And then when you do that, You're asking for their support. You're asking overtly for your manager, for your supervisor, for their support for the next phase of your career or for the next assignment or opportunity. So I want to make sure that we think about performance reviews as an opportunity to really get a sense of where you sit with yourself and you doing a real serious self-assessment of your performance and wording it appropriately. And then also getting a real assessment of how the organization perceives you and whether or not they're going to support what you see for yourself in your career. You have to be your own number one advocate when these opportunities present themselves and you have everything you need. I'm confident that you have everything you need in order to tell your own story, own your own narrative, talk your talk, but it does require work. 
It does require time. It does require effort. And honestly, this is a, a practice that you'll take all the way through your career. You don't have to be any less of an advocate for your career progression when you're at a senior level in the organization. When you're a director, a senior director, executive director, vice president, so on and so forth. You don't have to be any less of an advocate for yourself as you progress through your career. So the more muscle you exercise in this stage allows you to then lean on that muscle memory in future stages of your career and to start keeping your list of receipts, your proof of performance is what I like to call it for all of the things that allow you to narrate and talk about how you have added value to the organization, that's a practice I encourage folks to carry out throughout the entire lifespan of your career. You're never done advocating for yourself and you're also never done making sure that you have receipts so that when the conversation needs to be had, you're prepared and that you don't leave that conversation feeling frustrated because the right information wasn't presented the right perspectives weren't given, right? That there was something that got left out of the discussion intentionally. The receipts allow that um, to not happen. Now, that doesn't mean people won't try it because they're going to try it. And when they do, you're prepared. And then you also have a decision to make, right? All of these um, performance review discussions are an exchange between a mutually beneficial arrangement between two parties. The moment it no longer is mutually beneficial for you, then you have a decision to make and you have an opportunity to make a choice that is in your own best interest. So this might feel a little bit spicy and I like that. I think we needed to get to the point where things had to be said and we want to make sure that we give some tangible, actionable results for folks to take um, actionable actions for folks to take today. Nothing is holding you back. Not for this performance review season. And if you're preparing for your season six, eight, nine months from now, cool, start now. Start with your proof of performance now. Start with your receipts now so that you're ready to make your ask and to get that alignment. So this has been dope. I am so glad that you guys are continuing to ride with me. We're going to come all the way through November because I want to make sure that you have what you need to make sure you close out your year on a high note, either your closing strong, or we're strategically positioning for 2024. I want to be a part of it either way, whatever you need, whatever support you're looking for career-wise. We are so excited that you chose to join us for the Career Gems for the Journey podcast. Please do take advantage of going to gemsforthejourney.org to find additional resources for you to connect with us and resources for you to grow your career. If you're interested in joining our mailing list and getting content directly to your inbox, take advantage of joining us now at gemsforthejourney.org slash promo gems. That's gemsforthejourney.org slash promo gems. And you will get more amazing gems directly into your inbox. If you're looking to connect with us, please do take advantage of an opportunity to tap into us on LinkedIn. We're also available on YouTube and on any other platforms. We would love to hear your comments. This was Amma Gordon and Leah Murphy. Thank you so much for listening. We hope this episode gave you some real gems that you can use on your own career journey. Come back for the next episode and be sure to follow us on social at Gems for the Journey on Instagram 
and career gems for the journey on LinkedIn. You can also email us at info at gemsforthejourney.org with any questions or comments you may have.